On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I have one recommendation Hmm. for everybody in the world. Never try to do too many projects that have to deal with construction people ever in your life or you will want to pull your own hair out. <laughs> We've got about, Jenny and I have about like about $2 million worth of property that are building or being constructed, or doing some renovations with whatever, you know, some of the real estate we have. Uh, Deep breath. Do you want to talk <laughs> about push your patience? Yeah. When I don't. The day I find a, con- a contractor that will actually do what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it, I- I'm going to be the most amazed person. They're like the most. That sounds like a spaz- job offer to anybody who's listening. <laughs> they're most. They're the most spazoid people in the world. Like they. They never. Well, don't generalize, babe. I, right. I'm. We've done how much real estate, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I cannot. I'm not being a generalization as much as I'm just saying. A f- this is a yeah. fact from my experience. Experience. Do not. And it's been a lot you of experiences. You can hate back on him if you're a contractor <laughs> the, or. We'll hire you. There you go. So there's a reason 635 is always under construction. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Like it just never, ever gets done, ever. Oh, it's a nightmare. I'm telling you, I just... Is I that just, the problem? Deadlines and things like that? Or they just it? never do what they say they're going to do when yeah. they say they're going to do it. Like if, like if they say it's going to be done by Friday... I know for sure it's not going to be done until the Friday after that. Yeah. And I, can, and I would bet money on it, and I'll, be, and I'll win if uh, saying that. Like, it just drives me absolutely nuts i wish there and was i'm not a, talking about small like you know twenty thousand dollar deals here i mean yeah. <laughs> like you know what i mean i'm supposed to be a positivity podcast right. this is therapy now yeah this is therapy it's this fine. is this is tough this is you know, i'm not a patient like my no you i'm not work good on at that, being baby. patient we got a roof over anyways our heads. okay i know i'm not good at being patient so this is a struggle of mine anyways yeah. And so when you put that much of it on me at once, I mean, i got to break somewhere, right? I mean... I, I can respect... Where better than the second shop podcast? Yeah. Uh. That's right. I wish there was a way we could very quickly and easily go back and find, like, every time you've ever talked about construction on this show and just <laughs> yeah. put it together in, like, one epic montage. It would make a whole special montage. episode. Yeah. It would probably be 30 minutes of worth. Just Heath Oaks, like, these people, may, like, just slowly I, degrading I and may getting start, less I may start a, a, a construction company next just to do it better. Yeah. Hey, hey, you fill, And then you may gap. find that uh, everything that they're up against, and then you may relate to well, them Well, it's kind of perfect for one of the headlines we got here, yeah. because talk about a company that really sets herself apart from everybody else, <laughs> yes. and that how they really stick out and do things. Like, if a contractor would just be on time, and, and what they promise they deliver on, like, they could be unique and would be in high demand. Like, this... this headline this is good stuff a chain of texas convenience stores with a cult-like following chooses chooses to display pay vacation time and its 401k plan on big signs and it doesn't plan to stop anytime soon any listeners out there playing at home will know this is 
Bucky's. Oh yeah, you know it. Dun, you love dun, it. Dun. You probably have an overpriced T-shirt. Is a Texas-based <laughs> chain of convenience stores. It's quite a cult following in Texas. Uh, you guys have probably seen this. You've both been to Bucky's, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, they yeah. have these Love big signs that hang yeah. in public right in the doorway of each door in their ridiculously oversized gas stations that say exactly that. Here's our pay, standard for everybody. This is starting and the manager pay. This is vacation time, how much you get. Here's our 401k plans. And this is public, public facing. They, they, they put it in front of the door so anybody can see it. It's very odd. And what this is about is essentially that it seems to kind of work for Bucky's. Like, not only do customers seem to respond to it well, but they get people to work there who are excited to see numbers like that. So what do you guys think about this? Well, and first of all, welcome my wife, Jenny, and I forgot that. We got Zach and Matt in studio, hey guys. Forgot to do that, so I'm back at that. Now, Bucky's, if you don't know what Bucky's is, it is the Walmart of gas stations. And it is almost the <laughs> size incredible. of Walmart. I yeah. mean, but it is always, everybody that works there are almost always super nice, super good people. Like, it's a very good feeling. The bathrooms are spotless. Um, and it's literally just an, it's an experience. Which and is impressive always, because it's always packed. Always I've never packed. been when it hasn't been busy. And that's not to say it's a bad experience. But, it's it just, does, but like, that's the thing is it's packed and it's not a bad experience. That's right. amazing. Yeah, good, really good point. Yeah, it, it's amazing how yeah. that happens. So um, it's a very unique experience that you, you have to go to and want to go to that a lot of people do. And they pay above average than everybody else. So it's a wonder why they got good people. Um, but what was your take on this? So my second shot on this was actually more so about the the advertising and the way that they're putting themselves out there and letting people know what they have to offer. And I think that we all need to do this in our own lives. You know, I mean, every, you know, everybody's got a Facebook page or an Instagram page or something like that. And we see some, some people in certain industries, it's very... Um, they're more inclined to be posting about their stuff. You know, like, oh, if they're a realtor, sure, they're posting the houses that they're selling or if they're doing a multi-level marketing, sure, they're hitting you up to be in a group or something like that. But we don't do this enough with regard to the skills that we do at work that maybe we could do freelance jobs on or maybe just that we could offer advice to our friends and family that um, cater to our passions. For example, I was saying the other day, like, gosh, I, as many people as I know in media, do, do I even know somebody that could help me with my website? I don't have anybody out there that's saying, you know, I studied this or just posting about like, oh, my passion for coding and all this stuff. And Zach posted on and said, hey, you know what? Actually, <laughs> our company could do that. And that was actually really helpful. I was like, oh, that's right. But we need to be putting out there and letting people know what we have to offer the world. But uh, wouldn't you say there's two ways of doing it? There's that over top annoying and then there's another yeah, way. No, so no, how, no, do you know but how do you know the line? But how do you know the line? Here's hmm. the thing. No, 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 no. You put yourself out there as the expert. I'm not saying you ever ask the ask. I'm yep. not in sales. I'm just saying from a like so sort of like marketing perspective. Just so like for, for example, I love so for example, I love journalism. I love telling <clears throat> people stories. I love knowing about the news. I post a lot of news. I might say, oh gosh, you know, it's my reunion coming up for you know all of my past journalism students or here's my journalism professor or you know things like that so that when people think about oh i need a reporter to tell my story i want them to think of me so right yeah no that and that's a great example because that and i bring that up because that's what a lot of people walk the line of being that uh if, if they're say they're in sales or something like they, they go well, i don't want to be that annoying person every time around they're like oh god here comes the insurance salesman here comes this there's a way to do it not like for me for instance i don't post all the time say, hey, look, I'm hiring salespeople. I want you, I want to hire you. What I post is pictures from our cool events and talk about the people that are doing well, that have changed their lives because so they've joined this deal. So people ask me about it. So people ask me about it. So I'm not, because I don't, you know, 
that's how you put yourself out there. People know what I do. Mm-hmm. People know what I offer, and I don't have to tell them that. I just share my experiences from it all. You know, like if so, if somebody built websites instead of saying, "Hey, you want a website? Can I build your website?" Post uh, stuff. Man, I got to build a great website for a person today, and it was I got to be unique. It was so fun and mm-hmm. so awesome. You know, and putting that on a regular basis. And and I I had a I posted a deal about using the design crowd uh, when I was getting the logo here, and I had a friend from high school comment on there go oh i, I do design work I, well, I didn't know yeah so just sharing just putting it out there sharing your passion people are so attracted to passion and they want it's to not collaborate to people, with people it's just who sharing. have passion so here's another example i'm going to call up my mom she sometimes listens with my dad she doesn't yeah. know how to download podcasts yet but my dad will play them out so my mom works <laughs> as a housekeeper she's excellent at it top of her game you know high demand in their town and the other thing that my mom's really really good at and Heath knows this because yeah. she's helped organize her house is she has really like a knack for organizing and there's a whole career field of professional organizers yeah. and I kept saying to her I wish people knew I wish her clients knew um, but she's too shy I think to say you know if you ever need if you uh, you know if you're getting ready to move or if you ever need someone to organize this i'd be happy to do an extra four hours or something like that on top of that if not no big deal or even just mentioning to their to her current clients hey i have another client that's having me organize it's been really fun or whatever if she doesn't want to go for the actual sell on that just because um i think that's something that she's really good at and really likes doing but so, she doesn't put it out there, so nobody no, knows. No, because she's she, she's too. She feels like she's putting something on them that they don't want, or, and I don't I don't look at it that way. I look at it as like, oh, you know, they might not want it now, but maybe a year down the road they're getting ready to move, or they, you know, their in laws are coming to town. They want to organize the house. Oh gosh, you know what she she does do that, and maybe she'll come, you know, just even in an extra hour or something like that. But I that, just think we we need to celebrate our passions in public so that when we do need to make a sale, then you know, our friends and family and loved ones know what kind of work we want to be doing you know if you're a realtor it's when you're going out and you're around people talking about it you don't sit there and say hey I'm, I'm a realtor i can sell your house for you. you go man i got to sell this awesome home the other day and i got to do that you know you kind of talk about some of that stuff and then it's where people know what you're doing but you're not sitting there bugging them about it you know and if you're a manager that is uh dealing with always having to hire and you're always going you always have horrible employees you want better ones when you have people be talking about the experiences of the good employees you have and and, and the things that you do and look for, and somebody go, oh, I know so-and-so, he's an engineer, they're looking for a job, and they're great, blah, blah, blah. That's how you start getting leaned to it, but you're right. If you don't put out there what your passions are and what your fire is, then people aren't just going to show up on your doorstep out of the blue. Yes. You've got to put it out there. There's the annoying way which you can go out and say, hey, everybody, uh, buy insurance from me now. Or you post about, you know, like go back to Melissa's story about, you know, how much it impacted her when she was able to get that uh, lady the life insurance and how it changed her life. You know, post the story about how you just helped somebody because of the insurance you were able to get them. And people will start reaching out to you because you've built that persona and brand. So you can post about your experiences that will tell who you are without bugging people and nagging them about buying your service or using your service or goods. So maybe that'll help you kind of maybe be a household name of people know what you are and what you're looking for and how that passions work without being the nag. So we'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep Southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage I have a way to save you a ton of money. 
I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. Well, we're back from Second Shot, and I went completely blank on what I was going to come in with, so it was very (laughs) interesting. You had been the king of segues up until now. We're dropping the ball. I always think you're very good at that. I've complimented you on that many times, I wasn't at first. I was horrible. And I listened to Chad do it over Uh and over, and he was so good at it. He's very good at it. And I just really paid attention to the things he did and kind of why his sounded so much smoother than than mine sounded very scripted and not. Yeah. And watching him and you telling me, too, I mean, that's why it's great. You know, my wife (laughs) being in her, especially she's coached me a lot throughout um, all of this. and, And I've listened, have I not? Yes. Okay. Yes, you have. That's why he's so good today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because of Ginny and Chando. Yes. No, it all makes sense. I well, still say Ginny and Chando. How this, funny is that? This next article is from an, an email. Yeah, uh, Brenda Walker. She's emailed Brenda, the show before. The, the Shout Brenda. to Brenda. Yeah. You remember Brenda? She sent Of course. Yeah. Okay. I wonder, I would be curious to hear an update on how Brenda's doing too. Thank yeah. you for sending the email. Last update she sent, she was doing well. But yeah. I bet she'll send, hopefully she'll send one after yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Brenda, shoot it, drop us drop us an email. We'd appreciate it. Another one. Thanks. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yes, this is kind of this is one of those articles that comes out that's like a dream article. It's every employee in America wants to hear this. It's like mm-hmm. sounds great. Uh, people over forty should only work three days a week. Experts claim people, people over forty. Over forty. The Melbourne Institute of Applied Economics and Social Research at the University of Melbourne invited thirty-five hundred women and three thousand men in Australia to have their work habits analyzed through a series of cognitive tests. These included simple things like reading words aloud, reciting lists of numbers backwards, matching letters, whatever. They did, they concluded that participants working twenty-five hours a week performed best, while those working uh, fifty-five hours or more were even worse than unemployed participants. They kind of went in the middle and looked around, and they said, if you're working twenty-five or less, you're in a great spot. But as soon as you start to cross over that, you do poorly. This is people over 40, to be fair. This is not mm-hmm. most of us. Because there's something different, I guess. Right. You, you, it's something about, I don't know, your brain starts to slip a little bit the older you get and, and memory retention. I'm not sure, but I, I know there have been articles that come out that said the four-day work week, you know. It's just talking about yeah. people working three days a week. What do you guys think about this? Who wants I to jump on that think grenade? we have a major problem with work-life balance in America. I think it's Ooh. started to be, I think that like in recent years, it's become a little bit more trendy for it to be addressed. And, you know, there have been certain solutions, people working from home and, and things like that. But here's the thing. If your health is not in check, you are not going to be a good employee. You're just not, I mean, not that you're going to be a bad employee, but like you're not going to be optimal. It's like you've got a, you know, a car and it needs to have premium gas and you're using regular and you're just not at your top efficiency. So I do believe that activities outside of work are so important. And when we have people working 12 hour days, you know, seven days a week or whatever, I think you can do that for a few years. And I actually think it's totally fine. You got to hustle. You got to do your thing. You know, Heath and I both believe in that. But sure, by age 40, if you're still doing that, you are killing yourself. Mm-hmm. So just from like a health perspective, I think there needs to be a balance. I also think by that point, you should be like maximizing your efficiency. We talked about gossip uh, last episode. Yeah. So 
you cut out the gossip, you cut out the meetings that don't need to be meetings, you cut out all this mumbo jumbo. Talking about corporate America. Yes, mm. and let people do their work. The other thing too is, I just think when you come in, like think about how efficient you are right after a vacation or just like how revived you feel. Oh yeah. After a vacation. So there's that and I'm gonna stop my tangent because he I'm sure has more, more to say about this. Um, <laughs> But the other thing, too, is if we in our minds could kind of think, I need to get all of this done in three days, right? Most of us are going to have to work five. What extra could you do in those two other days to maybe maximize your efficiency or prove to your boss, hey, look, I got all of this done. um, And now can I work on an outside passion project, you know, that would also enhance the company, but also enhance my sort of feel good about my job and the company and all that. So anyway, that's I I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if there's, the set of the x amount of hours a week if you're over 40 whatever um i'm kind of a different i i I just i would never put time frames on any of my employees i I never have told any of them when to show up when to leave or any of that i I just i could care less about that i would just say here's your job you get your job done i don't care if you're here 20 hours or 48 hours that's your your choice i I just get the job done you know what i mean now if if you're somebody who the job is not getting done then you have opened yourself up to where I might say you have to be here from eight to five or whatever because you're not getting the job done, right? So I, I'm a little different. Like I, I could, it, I would never be able to go work at a place where I was told I had to be there when I had to leave and I had to be there and stay there and leave no matter what. Like when I was selling cars, it drove me nuts. I was 18 years old and you basically had to be there six days a week from, you know, open till close. And you're 100% commission, mind you that, selling cars, right? Um, and, you know, if I had a two-car sale day and I was done at 3 o'clock and I just sold two cars and I had all my follow-ups done, like, I don't make money unless I sell cars, right? They're not paying me unless I sell the car. So I hated the fact that I had to be there all day no matter what. Right. Like, that drove me nuts mm-hmm. because um, I may have jumped on it and got my stuff done faster and quicker, followed up on stuff, knocked some stuff out, and, and can go in and out. And, and, and come and, back the next day a little more vibrant. Yeah, it made me maybe. such a, it, it made such an impact that I left that yeah. business really fast and went on to, to doing my own thing, right? So um, I've never really put the restrictions on my people in general. I've always, I've, I've never been a be here at this time, leave at that time type thing. Mine is, here's the job you got to get done. Get it done. And I don't care. I don't care how many hours that takes you. I, I think it's worth kind of looking back, take a history step for a second, for a page out of my dad's book, yeah. uh, History Teacher. Uh, the reason we have the five-day work week and, and, and vacation kind of time and standards yeah. we have the 40 hours a week is because of Henry Ford. Yeah. Because in Detroit, when they were making Ford automobiles, yep. they didn't really have unions back then, and, and, and people were working 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week, and he said, tell you what, you get a job here, you get 40. You work a flat five days, ah. nine to five. What a way to make a living. That's where it kind of came about. Uh, yeah. It goes back in the 60s, I want to say. <laughs> now we're asking for three days. <laughs> right. Yeah, and now we're jumping to three. <laughs> but it's worth kind of looking at and understanding that, yeah, we didn't always work five days a week. That hasn't always been a thing forever. Maybe there is some some motion in fluidity, I guess, and being able to say, well, maybe we should change it. But do you think... Can we generalize across everybody? No. no. We no. Can't. Jo- I mean, well, TV yeah, because show, the I do a TV I show I Monday the, through Friday. I need to be there Monday through Friday. Yeah. yeah. And I, don't, I, and I, want, I would want to be. I, want, right. I don't want my convenience store open three days a week when I want to get me a monster <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? I want it to be open. Where's okay? the convenience in that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely is not something you can generalize. I, I think in corporate America, there has been a lot more relaxation on being there at eight, leaving at five. I think that has loosened up some. Mm-hmm. Because I think the millennial generation is the type that is has really pushed it that they don't want to be, you know, the baby boomers worked like 
they worked their life away. They they worked for retirement. They worked for whatever because they they were the group that was coming out of um, all of those bad years and, and the, how they were raised Certainly. in the depression and all that. So it was a big difference. And and they missed a lot of life. Where millennials and stuff are one of those that I'm I'm, I'm working and I'm living my life. I'm not working to live my life down the road. I'm, I'm living my life now. And and again, I, I mean, I'm different because I just I. I I'm going to give you the job to do, and you get it done. Yeah. If you get it done much faster than everybody else, congrats. If you don't, don't. And I think that's why a lot of people procrastinate because they go, well, i got to be here till 5 anyways. I might as well just wait. And then they rush it, the mm-hmm. project, and it doesn't get done correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not a fan of wasting time. Like, I don't have meetings to have a meeting. And I always tell people, oh, if you're going to have a leadership meeting, and they're, like, sitting there trying to find material, I go, no, no, no. If you're trying to find material, you A, you shouldn't be having the meeting, or B, you need to shorten the meeting. You don't ever find material for a meeting. Mm-hmm. If if you're having a meeting, it could should be because you have some material to hit on. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it, just because that meeting may last three hours versus six, it doesn't matter, but people will show up to them because it's worthy of their time because you're not finding stuff to fill a meeting with. You're 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 doing the meeting because you have stuff to to address yeah and that's where a lot of that wasted time because you're right we have a lot of wasted time whether i i don't think anything can go from a generalization of three days four days or any of that all businesses are different um and i think that as leaders they should be looking at ways to maximize their employees and maximize their stuff because here's what's funny though those people that all went and raving about the three-day work week thing um, and, and what, 30, 20 hours a week? or 25 30? a okay. week, I think. Yeah. I guarantee you they don't want to take a pay cut for 25. Of course not. Mm, but no they want to keep getting paid exactly what they're paid right now and want somebody else to eat that. So that's not going to happen because that's that's going to be very difficult to do. So if, say we, we woke up tomorrow in a world where in America we had the four-day work week, mm-hmm. right? You get paid the same, 10-hour days, four days a week, three days off. Better or worse? Would you, I mean, would you take I, I it? Think, would you leave it? I think that's something you can't generalize, you know. Um, I think it is one of those things that it is a um, different, uh, it, you know, if you're in a retail business, you can't. Yeah. You, you want customers there. So you're definitely going to want to be there, you know. I mean, so it's. Um, no, it would have to be strictly for corporate. I guess for you, would you prefer it or would you would you rather like what you're doing now? I like what I do now, which is I, I make really my own schedule and get the results done that I want to get done. I'm, I'm, some I'm, days are long, some days are short. Some days are yeah. long, some days are short. I, I got freedom, but but it's all the only reason that I have freedom is because I have results. If I didn't have results, I wouldn't. And so I'm a firm believer in if you have results, you get freedom. If you don't, you don't. Right. It's, it's fair. I mean, I, I believe that's fair. You get your job done. And you do it well, I don't care if it, you know if I got a killer person that's getting their job done, nailing it, and they're only working twenty five hours a week. I don't care. I'll keep paying them that because they get the job done right. Right. And I want them to keep being happy and stay with me because they're a great employee. So I don't care as long as the job's done right. Now, if you keep missing deadlines, you drop the ball on this. You're always dropping it on this. Then um, you're gonna have. I'm, I'm gonna ride you a little bit harder, and you're gonna have to be in there with it because results, in my opinion, fix everything. Mm. You have good results. All the leniency you want. If you don't, if you suck, you're going to get road hard. Line of Heath Oaks. If you suck, <laughs> you're going to get road hard. Maybe bread, but that may or may not whatever. be a redneck slang saying. <laughs> yeah. For slang anybody sang. in, in, in uh, what, Baharia? Could be a thing. Bahrain. 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 Yeah. Shout to Bahrain. See, I can't even say it. You know me. Um, but, uh, all right, well, maybe we'll be back in a minute for the third segment of Second Shot. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. 
Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today kick off your boots or suit up the choice is yours welcome back to second shot on rncn see one of the best things about the second shot group on facebook Uh is are, are the discussions because again we come back to it and it's a group of people that are all very we're all going to be somewhat like minded because we like this type of podcast and this podcast, right? And so it's great to have some of those different perspectives. And, you know, Second Shot group on Facebook, look it up, um, join it. It's a closed group and where you can be with the like-minded people, ask questions or do any of those things. It's been a great um, community so far since we just rolled it out a couple weeks back. Um, But I wanted to bring up some of the different, a couple of the posts that were in there. Oh, yeah. And kind of, um, obviously, all of us have seen it. But, I mean, talking about it, what some of these people are missing and some thoughts on them all. How's There's that some sound? good stuff in there. Let's do it. Yeah. Also, questions or anything specific you want in private or anything, secondshotcast at gmail.com yeah. is the email address that you can email anything to. Um, and I'm going to bring up this person's name because it's my cousin, so I don't care. And he, <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> Coy. Uh, yeah. So, Coy posted in there... Um, He said, had one of those, uh, the grass isn't always greener experiences yesterday, had the chance to interview for another opportunity and organization I've always thought he would like to be a part of. And after the meeting, he had a renewed appreciation for his current position and energized to push our team forward. Sometimes the best opportunity is one you have now. Isn't that so true? Mm -hmm. It's a good one. And and I'm the king of this. Mm -hmm. I'm the king of always wanting to look over the fence. Now, I've been with one main company for 10 years, so I obviously don't jump the fence mm-hmm. but but i'm i well, get, you get tempted hit up a lot with job opportunities yeah. yeah i get tempted a lot um but it also does always make me realize how good i got it where i'm at like sure. that, that you know what i mean like yeah and my mentor told me a long time ago he said heath you always listen to all opportunities but don't take them all and so i always take every email and every message from any recruiters no matter how kind of way not even close to a job i do or anything i always take it and meet them because then i'll try to help maybe refer somebody and then i know that person so if the day ever comes where i need something where i need a job or anything like i've got a lot of people in the pipeline and but it always does make me appreciate what i have because the more you learn about what's out there the more you realize holy crap i've got it pretty good right and i think that's something that 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 sometimes some people stay so loyal they won't ever listen to anybody any other opportunities when it's not being disloyal, it's listening. Like he said, my mentor said, listen to all opportunities, but it doesn't mean you take them. Right. And that's what's key. Yeah. Is. I, I'll, I'll always take the phone call, and I've had a handful after I left radio full-time of people who I ran into um, you know, through the business, and they've yeah. moved on to other things, but uh, they remember me, and they'll call me up and say, hey, I, this job sounded right for you, and I'll always sit and talk with them Absolutely. about it. Um, I haven't taken any of them, but... I, I'm I'm willing to hear them out because you never know. I mean, you really never know what could come up. And if anything, it may come back and renew your sense of where you're at. 
Yeah, I like that perspective, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a real neat comment in there by a friend of the show, Javier. Uh, this stuck with me since I read it last week. I got home and told Christine about it that night. Uh, he said a salesman once told him, the grass isn't, isn't what do you say? I'm going to paraphrase. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. The grass is greener wherever you wet it. And That's I thought true. that was really cool. It is. Like, it's a really neat line. I've never I've never heard it put that way before. You keep looking yeah. over the fence, but you forget to water your own mm-hmm. yard. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was good. And and, and another yeah, one, I'm, I'm not going to say this person's name because I don't know him, but they posted in the group, said, I've been putting some thought into the Dak Prescott situation. So Dak Prescott came out and, and just, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, the Nillen situation, and he just said that he's he's not going to sit in the locker room. He's going to stand for, you know, he just – right. Um, basically agreeing with his employer and doing the right thing here there to play football, football. I, I don't i don't blame him i yeah. mean that's his to, to his or each their own right sure but i'm not much on politics but i'd like to get some second shot thoughts on what i've been thinking about when a boss or fellow colleagues ask you for your opinion on a hot button controversial topic how should you handle responding it Ooh, do you yeah. give the honest answer or do you defer the question i look forward to hearing your thoughts on this idea how easy does this happen to how many times do different colleagues around um or anything will come in maybe assuming you hate Trump and start bashing Trump yeah. when you really like him or you or, or, or the opposite, you know, or any of those type of things. Sure. I, y'all do? I definitely cheated on my uh, I, I try to keep things slim on social media. That's why I like Twitter so much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like posting big. Yeah, but what I'm ta- talking about here colleagues that work in this office with you. This one I posted a whole paragraph on because I was like, there's a lot to yeah. unpack there. I man, I try to keep it pretty trim, and, and it doesn't always work. Matt knows. Like sometimes I, I, I'll be honest. I got days when I come in and I'm like, I saw this thing on the news. You wouldn't believe it, and it's fine. Um, I, I think we're all human, and I think it's understandable to uh-huh. a point. But I try to keep it pretty chill, only because upstairs we're always running TVs with news up there, and there's a couple people. One in particular, I got, I got in my head. I won't mention him. Uh, he <laughs> likes to roll over and try, try to talk shop, and on a lot of points we agree. But even still, I'm like, hey, let's. Wait till like five ish, right? Like yeah, five o'clock, yeah. people clear out. Happy to talk all you want, but like, let's try to keep it a little su- suppressed during the day for the, for the sake of everybody's sanity. I think. What do you think? Yeah, my take on this is that look, you're gonna have enough like potential disagreements when you're working with people day in day out about just like personality conflicts or whatever. There's enough potential conflict in a workplace, and isn't it isn't it ideal for you to have as many friends at work as possible, as many people that think that you're agreeable? Right. As soon as you start giving an intense political belief, but what about if you're the person? That what she's asking is the Uh person who likes to come in and share their personal opinion. Yeah. And you're sitting there listening to it. How do you react? That's what she's asking. They lay it on you. She's saying, "What is like, you know, when when a boss or fellow colleague asks you for your opinion on a hot button or controversial talk topic, how should you handle responding? Do you give the honest answer or do you further question?" I'm always a fan of this. Here, here, here's I. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me I, what you I do. Never, I think it's harder when it's a boss because you're you're like, oh man, does the boss like want to be the boss. boss cool with me? Like yeah, they're yeah. trying to talk about things from outside of work. Look, <laughs> I, I just go along with them. I don't like if somebody came in and I hate the color blue. Let's say I hate the sure. color blue. Okay. Yeah. And somebody came in and was bashing blue, and they were telling me all about it. I may just sit there and go, oh yeah, 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 and and go on like i'm not at like like i only have enough fight in me and that type of stuff is so it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to me yeah that it's not worth it for me to do right and so and if somebody asks me some of that i will always be one of those if they're asking me for my opinion on on this or that I'd be like well what do you think 
just because I just rather stay neutral. And and I know some people go, oh well, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall. It's not that I ain't standing for it. Yeah. I'm not, you know, you can do that outside I, I'm, work. Well, no, no, but it's I'm not standing for it. It's just conversation, right? I mean, there, there's a difference of if if my integrity is in challenge for something, I'm gonna stand up for myself, right? But if it's just somebody asks my opinion on something, I'm just like, oh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I heard. I mean, I always ask questions, and and so kind of deferring the question basically mm-hmm. just ask questions just because it ain't worth it uh, i mean and then i and and i respect everybody's opinions enough that um well, to hear, hear them out to hear them out but I, I just prefer to not get in the middle of it yeah my, myself you're not, you're not serving the ball you're just return, returning it over the net yeah yeah. yeah yeah just bounce it back i got you i just bounce it back you know yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know I'm not going to sit there and solve the world's problems with that person. Right. And right? it's not necessarily better if you're like, hey, listen, let's not do this right. Yeah. Like, that's not necessarily yeah, a better like answer. Then it's, then it's right. even kind of weird. But exactly. if you just ask questions back and let them talk, because they obviously just want to get it off their chest Yeah, they or just want to talk. Yeah. Just let them go at it. I mean, it's not. does it hurt you? Are you hurt because of it? No. Yeah. Just, yeah. just ask them the questions. Don't engage in it, though, because you don't want to be sitting there and 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 engaging in it and your your thoughts can be and your words can be you know used in not a positive way when when you didn't mean it a certain way or anything mm-hmm. like that I, I i like to just defer it and ask questions back see i kind of struggle with that a little bit because if somebody did say something for example that was like overtly racist or homophobic or against a certain religious i do kind of struggle with that i don't find that that happens very often um if somebody be- is really overt about something like that sure but i would probably that would that would probably be a situation where i might say something right if they come in real hot oh, yeah. they, they drop something yeah. real I'm just bad like, well, like, i'm in this experience yeah. right now and i feel like a little bit of an obligation to maybe say okay you know maybe you don't have knowledge on this issue or maybe sure. or maybe don't talk about that around me but um no for the most part i mean shoot, you, you I should it should I never have, nobody knows my political yeah beliefs. It, it should never it should never move your um, your character, your integrity, you mm-hmm. know, but it, it mostly if they're just talking about conversations, it's not asking you to do something uh-huh. that that you're not comfortable doing. That's different. Just conversation is not questioning your character. That's what a lot of people go. Yeah. Well, I, that's not what I believe, so I'm I'm not, you know. But it's just conversation. Now you don't have to pipe up. You don't yeah. have to pipe up. Yeah. yeah. If your boss says, "I want you to go over that person and make a racist remark," that's different. That's right? very different. That, yeah. That's 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 something I'm like no. I'm, would, would not, you know what I mean? That, that's where a lot of people like stand behind that whole like, oh, I'm standing up for something, right? Sure. And, and it's like, that's if they're asking you to do something that's not your character or integrity, that's different. If it's just conversation, yeah. just, defer, just ask questions back and get their thoughts and let them get it off because don't judge people on their thoughts. And I don't judge people on their opinions. So I, I, I but I'm always interested in learning. I always am interested in understanding why people think certain ways. What did I say? I I am always interesting. <laughs> I know you I are am. always interesting. I'm <laughs> Thank you, hon. If you're if you're you know if you're playing poker with people and they want to show you their cards, like go for it. Go right. for sure, it. Yeah, sure, I'm sure. not gonna not gonna you're not gonna see and mine. Look, you never know. It's you, fine. You, you, yeah, like like that. you may yeah. you may learn know, something. Okay. Sure. You know you Who the knows? best the best way to learn things is to yeah. figure out why people think a certain way. So I'm curious. So I'm 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 a natural person going to ask those questions because I'm curious to why people do or do not instead of looking for the fight. Like if you go in there with um, asking questions, it's a curious mindset. If you go in there with a um, attack back, it's a fight, and it never works out. So mm. that's just my opinion. So join the group on Facebook, Second Shot, and become a member and join in some of these fun conversations. Where can they find you at, hon? JennyAndChando.com. 
at Jenny and Chondo on Instagram and Facebook and Jenny and Chondo TV on Twitter. And if you write a review for the show, screenshot it, tag me and I'll repost you. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, you can find me at Apple Zackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. And I'll be on that Facebook group as well. Tell you what, uh, if you have one of those, if you're on Twitter, th- throw me a second shot picture. I'll, I'll retweet it. I'll do it. Perfect. I'm down. Why not? Yeah. At Heath Oaks or at Ignorance on Fire, second shotcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and leave us a review right now. But I love you. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>